But in a business, many people aren't saving their profit. They're not saving um, to be paying themselves a salary. And so at some point, the business can't sustain. It's like being evicted from your own business. The Wingnut Social Podcast, creating a sustainable design business through Profit First with Michelle Williams. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your interior design business? Then welcome to Wingnut Social, the podcast specifically designed to accelerate your business through increased social media presence, impactful online content, and translating digital influence into physical success. This is your social media tightly fastened. Now welcome the host of Wingnut Social, Darla Powell. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash wingnutsocial. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hey there, Wingnuts, and welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I'm your host, the head Wingnut, Darla Powell, and I'm joined by the ever soulless ginger, Natalie Graff. I never know which name I'm going to be introduced as. Usually it's Solace Ginger. I've been pretty consistent. Right. Last podcast, you threw me way off. You were my emotional support, Ginger. That's what it is. Today, I'm just the Solace. Yeah, because today's podcast topic isn't quite hitting me in the feels as much. Today's podcast topic is actually for you, Natalie Ann Graff, because (laughs) you refuse to listen to podcasts. And today's guest is the host of Profit is a Choice, which is another excellent podcast, Michelle Williams. And I have been dying for you to hear the Profit First Method. I don't even listen to my own podcast. I know. So this is the only way to tie you down and get you to actually listen to a podcast on the Profit First Method. That's an interesting, interesting thing, Darla. So That's it is, pretty sneaky. It is a very selfish, selfish, selfish podcast today. And how does it revolve around marketing? Um, I'm going to spin it and say that you're not going to be marketing your business if you're not making money. Absolutely. Then you can't afford to market your business exactly. if you're not so, making money. So go with us, guys. Go with us for this episode. It's not going to be marketing per se, but it's going to be about a very important component of your interior design business. And you know, we want to have a budget for marketing. So let's free up some of that money with the system with Michelle Williams so we can actually have that because although social media is mostly theoretically free, marketing is not free. And especially nowadays, social media is becoming more pay to play. So you want them dollars coming in. Of course, of course, we all want those dollars coming in. It's all about them Benjamins. That's right. But to get your marketing on point. You need to invest in a strategy. So hopefully, Mm -hmm. because Darla's making me, Michelle Williams will give us that strategy. Oh, you know what? This is selfish in two ways then. I am going to help the interior designers listening make more money to send us money to do their social media marketing. Absolutely. That sounds good to me. Brilliant. Brilliant, I love it. Okay, now, before we get into introducing our amazing guest, what do we have on the plate today? Way too much. But (laughs) so we are going to be speaking at Luann Live. We will be the MCs. We're not speaking, but I guess we're doing a lot of speaking, but we will be the MCs. And that is March 30th through April 1st. In Short in Hills. New Jersey at, Darla, do you remember? Is it the Hilton? Yeah. Yes. Very good. You got one right. <laughs> so, Wingnuts, to find out more information, go to luannlive.com for your tickets and all that information that you're going to need and where to stay, all that good stuff. And it will be in our show notes. So, if you don't remember or are not writing this down, you can look it up. At wingnutsocial.com. 
Absolutely. And tell them where we'll be the following weekend after that. I know. Uh, that's going to be a couple of really busy weeks for us. So we'll also be at High Point Market Spring, and we are, will be on two panels there, one of which we are hosting together with Nicole Heimer of Curio Electro. And that's all going to be about social media ROI and how you guys can uh, make your social media posts such that actual clients throw money at you to design their spaces. That will be on Sunday, but the time is... It's TBD. To, yep. Preferably to be announced, but you know, <laughs> TBD. So, Wingnuts, let me tell you a little bit about today's guest, Michelle Williams. If you haven't had the pleasure of tuning into her Profit is a Choice podcast, which I highly recommend that you do, here is a little bio. She is a certified profit-first professional who's helping creative business owners focus on the financial health and profitability of their companies. She believes that each choice determines profitability, and through her consulting agency, Scarlet Thread Consulting, she helps her clients understand the impact their choices have on the financial success of their business. Hey there, Michelle Williams. Thank you for joining us on the Wingnut Social Podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I've been watching you and I'm excited to be here. Oh, we're very excited to have you here. And we have something in common. We have a big event coming up together, you and I. Oh, yes, we do. What? I don't count? What the hell? <laughs> hey, Man, I see how that is. One-sided to both of you. I feel I feel like this is like a gang up session. The adults I'm, are talking. I'm in trouble or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michelle, tell us a little bit about that, what we have coming up. Yeah, so I'm super excited. It's the Luann Live, so Luann Nagara Live. It is, it's really going to be kind of like live podcasting. So I'm going to be sharing this stage with, I think it's 11 or 12 of us who were co-authors in the book. And I've written one of the chapters in her second book. And she's going to have one of us up there as the expert and then also have the um, a, a designer who is doing some of those things in their business. And we're going to be able to be interviewed and to talk and she's going to ask questions and the audience can ask questions. And I hear we have like the, these MCs. Oh yeah, these, Who's these that? Yeah, these young upstarts. <laughs> young. So one young. of one of us is young. <laughs> 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 One is young, too. <laughs> Middle-aged upstarts. That's funny. But I, I'm excited to have you all there. I think it's going to be just so much fun. I think the entire event is going to be a lot of learning, a lot of networking, a lot of fun. I truly think it's the Don't Be Missed event of this year. And we get to meet our listeners, too, because you also have a podcast, Profit is a Choice podcast, which I'm sure a lot of our listeners are familiar with, right? Absolutely. Um, we've, I've been podcasting about the same kind of time you have and <laughs> where you all focus on the marketing. I focus on profitability in the company with the idea that profit is about more than the numbers, which is why I'm so happy to talk to you today and about how marketing and profitability fit together hand in hand. And I'm so glad that you are expert enough to be able to tie those two in together. Because when <laughs> Natalie and I were introducing you, we were like, um, let's just go with it, that it's still a marketing podcast. But because we are not experts in the profit first formula, and I'm so, so excited that Natalie is trapped and cannot go anywhere and she has to listen. I love so. it. <laughs> okay, so let's let's start a little bit. So on your website, you shared that you watched some of your colleagues struggle with business challenges um, that you already had the answers to. How did you how did you come about with those answers? Did you hire a coach yourself, or how did you come up or, with the solutions for that and get into the profit uh, first method? Great question. 
I started off my business, well, my first 10 years, like both you and Natalie, you had prior careers to starting your interior design and your marketing company and your podcast. I, I had that as well. And so I worked and built financial software for 10 years. And so I knew financial software, right? I understood process. I understood cause and effect. But what I did not do, which is what I don't see a lot of business owners do, is I didn't take that learning and put it into place in my smaller startup business. And so I started up the business pretty scrappy, doing whatever was in front of me at the very beginning. I was also a mom of young kids at the time. And so my time was limited. And, you know, you end up being, as I don't know if you all have read um, E-Myth Revisited, but I ended up doing a lot of the the execution of the work. So I pretty much was the employee the majority of the time and really not doing a lot of the managerial and certainly not the entrepreneur type things. And so I made the same mistakes everybody else made. And then I had a real moment of clarity when I was filling out our taxes one year. And I tell this story most of the time in my teaching. And I actually share a bit of the story in the book uh, with Luann. And that was, I was doing our taxes and realized the job that I had started, the career that I had started to bring money into my home, I wasn't bringing money in. I was literally losing money, do, it, doing something I loved, but at the cost of my family. And so I had to step back and go, what is every single thing that I'm doing in my business that is hobbyist or that is not making me money? You know, where am I not meeting the mark here so that I can make the money I need to make? Because I also know that the more we do something that's not making money, you don't love it so much as you keep going down that path. The passion <laughs> goes away and it becomes a burden. And so I sat back and took all of my business experience of 10 years in software development and um, running large companies, large multi-million dollar budgets over multiple years, which is the same kind of thing as an interior design project, right? Taking sure. all of that knowledge and kind of bringing it down onto a micro business level. And I think that's what we miss. Business is business in the grand scheme of things. And I just had not really given it that la layer of thought. And when I did, I was like, oh, sweet sisters, let me help you. You don't have to struggle by yourself. <laughs> so it was born out of so, everything I did wrong. I mean, that's just the truth of the matter. So now that I'm trapped, as Darla says, <laughs> <laughs> can you explain for us profit first in a nutshell? And make it Natalie proof. Make it, make it, yes, please make it Natalie proof. <laughs> okay. So Natalie, before I answer that question, which I would absolutely love to, what I would love to be able to do is for you and for the listeners, I kind of really think that if I tie it in and help you understand why it matters, then you will care more about profit first. And I, and let me say, tell you why I say that. Many people think, oh gosh, I don't want to deal with the financials. I, that's just another system, blah, blah, blah. But if I tell you that there is a way to make profit first and understanding your financials work for you so that you then know what your marketing budget is, we understand a return on investment. We know how to spend our money on our top clients. I mean, that's really what marketing is. We're not, I'm from the South, right? And we're not trying to shoot birdshot. If you've ever shot birdshot, <laughs> it goes everywhere. That's really not what we want to do unless we're just trying to get a whole group of followers. But if we really want people to engage with us and have great marketing, which, which brings in a good return on investment, we got to aim very very clearly for what we want. And it does me no good to spend money with a client that makes me lose money. 
right? So marketing is important. Ideal client, target market. You have to know it. And if you know it and you sell the right product at the right price to the right person and then you manage it, you're going to be profitable. And that's why Profit First matters. That is, you just blew my mind. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so we're still marketing focused on this episode. Great. We're saved. Michelle just saved us. Okay, great. Yeah, I'm just going to tell you. So people call me all the time. And I really love that you are bringing that up and that you even um, maybe felt a tension or a, um, a, a disconnect because I think many people do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't forgot your question there, Natalie. And we do have you as a captive <laughs> audience, right? So just hold on for a second. Yes, yes. Right. But we tend to think it's an either or. I'm either very creative and marketing based or I'm very numbers financials based. But they literally cannot exist apart from each other. I mean, that's why when you look at Lamborghini, when you look at all these high end, they are so focused in their marketing so that it brings them top dollar. They are not marketing to bring in profits like Honda. That's not what they're doing. And so if you want to make the money you want to make, you better be going after the right target with the right messaging, period. And then you have to manage it. And that's why when people ask me, which should I do first? I'm like, you really could do it. You could do marketing first and then go look at your financials. Or if you come to me with financials, I'm going to ask you who your market is because they matter. Your pricing model matters. Everything matters to know both of those together. So I don't think they actually can be separated. I don't think the question is, how do we put them together? I think the question is, I don't know how to separate them. Is that fair? Okay. That makes sense. So okay. clear as mud. Keep going. Clear as mud. I love it. Okay. <laughs> so let, let me give you a high level of what Profit First does. Um, if Let's say that we're in our home budget right? Your house budget. We all know that when we bring money into our home, we have a certain amount that we allocate that covers the mortgage. Let's say we have a certain amount that goes towards, you know, gas and electric and water and all those kinds of things. We have a certain amount that goes towards groceries, maybe fun things. We're not going to come into our home and take all the money. If we are smart and we are trying to survive, we're not going to take all the money and go out and go grocery shopping or take all the money and go on vacation and not pay the mortgage, not pay those things that were super important first. We would never do that. We would lose our home, right? Right. Okay. But in a business, many people aren't saving their profit. They're not saving um, to be paying themselves a salary. And so at some point, the business can't sustain. It's like being evicted from your own business. Because you didn't pay the mortgage. So what do you? What about businesses that are just really totally new and there's not really the profit there yet to pay themselves? There's I'm always sure profit, okay. even if it is a dollar. And that uh, let me say this too about profit first. I'm going to talk about like the whole system just in a real big nutshell. But sure. but you can start off small. There's nothing that says you've got to go into any of this gangbusters. That's no different than buying a house. You're going to buy a starter home and then you're going to move up and then you're going to move up or you're going to, you know, design a room, decorate a room, whatever. You don't have to do it all at one time. So you can move your way in to success. But what it really helps you do is tell your money where to go instead of it telling you what it's going to do. It's putting you in charge. Just like you have to, you've, I know you all share and teach about your marketing. It's very focused, right? You go into it with a strategy, you go into it with a plan, but why do we not go into our numbers the same way? So what it does is it does this. It says, 
if I bring in, let's say $10,000, if I know that I've got to pay a vendor $2,000 for cost of goods, I better take that money out before I take the next eight and, and start running my business. Because if not, and I put that on hold and I don't pay right then, quite often it's easy to go back and look and go, oh my gosh, I have $10,000 in that account. Now what can I do? And not be thinking about, oh, I got, you know, rent that's due or I've got a salary that's due or I want to have a profit. And so what profit first does is it just twists things up a little bit. So it says, look at your, I'm going to use the word gross profit, real revenue. Look at that number, take a little bit out for profit and save it and then run the business. And so you're not robbing from the business. You're not stealing from the business. You're protecting a small amount of money in the grand scheme of things that allows the business to be sustainable. Because if we run a business down to zero dollar, the minute something happens, the minute, let's say you're a designer, the minute a client doesn't like something, you didn't build in enough profit or the profit you build in, you've already spent. How do you fix it? How do you you know, fix a water leak right. if you own the building? How do you do any of those things? And so having profit allows you to have a sustainable business that's there the next time they call you. So the whole idea is take a little bit of profit out, make the business live on what's left. What's left. It, okay. Go ahead. Let, let's be literal here. So if we're going to take this profit out, you're talking about the whole shebang. Set up a different account, transfer it out where it's harder to get a hold of it. It takes a couple more steps to get into that if you need that those finances, correct? Isn't that exciting? Yes, that's it. I know. And some people are like heart palpitations. No, I, I literally am. Um, I, I teach all the time. Yeah, I really mean setting up another bank account. Um, now, to your question, I have like six. But, I'm not dumb, Darla. Come on. Yeah, she got that right off. So you you asked a question, though. Does it mean setting one up and then putting multiple layers between it? So in the Profit First book, let me say this. It is a methodology, and it can be expanded upon and updated to make it work for you, right? But in the Profit First methodology, what it teaches is that you pull out your profit, and then you also can take that and maybe move it into another, even a, a different account at a different bank to make it hard to get to. I'm one of these people. I, I have pretty darn good self-control. So if I put money into a profit account, I want to watch it grow. I don't want to touch it. So I'm not tempted to go steal from, a profit, from my own profit account. If you know that that is something that you're tempted to do, you're going to move it out. But you know what's so beautiful about Profit First in general? I have a lot of my clients create a marketing account. Ha ha. A marketing mm. bank account. And so what they do, think about this. How many times have you heard, I don't have any money to pay a photographer? Oh my God. Okay. All the, time. All the time. And so you can't necessarily take that $1,800 every time and build it into every project. Some people can, some can't based on the scope and the size of the project. But what sure. they can do is know that on um, maybe they can afford to say photograph three projects a year, right? They can take a certain amount of money every allocation period and put it into that marketing slash photography account. And when it's time to do it, they have the money there. So what they've done is they've said money in my account. I think I want to earmark you for marketing, for photography. So I'm not going to leave you in the general account where I'm going to 
suck you out and use it for something else. I'm going to put you over here, mark it as a marketing account so that I can save it over here. And when it's time, I get to spend it on marketing. It's no different than the way that our our families, our um, grandparents, you know how they used to set up like a Christmas account at the bank? Yeah. And some mm-hmm. used to set up an account at the bank to go on a vacation and they would like, you know, put $25 a month in those accounts. Sure. So it's the same thing. It's truly, your money's not going away. It's still in your bank. It's just you're parsing it out into multiple accounts so that it doesn't get commingled and you don't accidentally spend it on something because you thought you had more than you did. But what it also does is it forces you to look at what does the business really need to survive? So would another separate account also be a vendor account then? Would that be another example? So yes. So a lot of times I have, especially my interior designers that are very product heavy, we set up a cost of goods account. And so we immediately pull the cost of goods that we know we're going to pay either sales tax or to the vendor, and we save it out so that the only money that runs through our company for us to then spend on, you know, company business is profits. So we don't ever accidentally spend the money that was meant to pay the vendor for the, you know, the chair or the subs. Yes, we have subs account. So what it does is it just helps you organize your money. Think about it as just organizing the money. That's really, it's just a money organizer. So basically you're telling me I can't just keep it organized in my head anymore. That's what she does. I swear. I am telling you that some people do that. My son does that. And But I would tell you that if you, I I would tell you it's harder to keep it organized in your head. There's a lot to remember. Like, look, I do this stuff all day, every day. And I know sometimes when I look in that operating expense account and it's got all the money there because I haven't allocated yet, I start thinking of all the things I could, oh, I can afford to go to High Point. Uh, Like I have them (laughs) set up a High Point account. You want to go to High Point? You tell me you can't go to High Point? We'll set up a High Point account. And then if you do this all with, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I interrupted. No, go ahead. I'll ask you when you're done. Okay. And then I'll sit down and help them figure out their pricing schedule, help them figure out what their projects are. You tell me you want to go to high point. If you're willing to work, I'll tell you how to get to high point. You tell me you want to do this. You want to move out of your home and move into a space. Okay. Let me tell you how to do it. Let's go ahead and start saving as if you're doing it. So it is truly just a strategy and a plan to, it's a money management system. It's just managing the money. Okay. Are you getting this, Natalie? Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I forget the question. Oh, so are, are we doing all these? You did mention that maybe you want to make the profit one at a different bank and maybe just make a little bit harder to get to. But yeah. generally speaking, we're opening up different accounts uh-huh. at, a, at the same bank. And yeah. don't banks charge you for these accounts, though? So, no. Yeah. So them. some banks do. And those are the banks I probably wouldn't work with, right? Okay, right. So here's a couple of things. First of all, the goal here is for it not to cost us money because we're all about reducing expenses and keeping as much profit in the company. Because if it's going to expenses, that means it's not paying the owner, either paying our taxes, paying our profit or paying our salary. We want those to be the higher numbers, right? We want to get paid for what we do. So I do have my clients set up the bank accounts at whatever bank they're using. Now, some of the banks are set up in such a way that If you do automatic transfers into those accounts, there are no fees. Some are set up that if you keep a certain amount amongst all of your business accounts, there are no fees. I'm with with Wells Fargo, and I'm not necessarily saying everybody's got to go jump and work with them. But I don't pay fees 
and I have my money automatically transferred. Some banks will allow you to have, um, let's say, maybe more checking accounts than savings accounts. Some banks are better at having savings than checking. I don't usually have my clients have in, you know, if we could really create it, we usually don't have more than two checking accounts. We might have a checking account for cost of goods and vendor payments, and we might have a checking account for operating expenses. Everything else would be a savings account. And when it's time to spend the money in the savings account, we would move it into the operating account and pay it. And the savings account is different than the profit account. Well, the profit account would be a savings account. Would be the savings mm-hmm. account. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Are, how important, I mean, it's it's important to, to save just any number just to get in the habit, even if it's only a dollar to yeah. the profit? Or? So usually I have people, okay, so I would say most of the companies that I work with need to save somewhere between 5 and 10% profit if they're really running at a great level, okay? Not to say it couldn't be more. And this is profit outside of salary and taxes. But for companies coming to me that have never done this before, and they are just like, you know, skimming by what you had asked about earlier, I might have them start with a half percent a half percent. It's no different than um, Luann and I have had this discussion on her podcast. I don't care how much you pay yourself. Start at 50 bucks. Start at $100. Just do it and do it consistently. This is the same idea. And how do you discipline yourself not to say, <laughs> oh, you know, we're, we need 200 or $1,000 for this vendor and we're a little short over here. Let's go into the profit account. That's I mean, right. Well, because once you start doing it, um, let's say that the Profit First has you allocate every two weeks. Some of my clients, we only allocate once a month. So, you know, again, it can be flexible. Let's say you allocate every two weeks. The good thing is within two weeks, you're going to know. And the only reason you're going to be short for a vendor is because you didn't save the cost of goods out. Hmm. So- can you tell who does our books since she asked that question? <laughs> It's not me. Listen, I just sit here and look pretty and make spaces look pretty. You do the books. You do. Yeah, I don't. That is not my uh, scope of genius. It's it's probably pretty safe to say that Profit First was a lifeline for your business, correct? Oh, oh my gosh, yeah. And I actually was already doing a very similar method prior to finding Profit First. I had, um, remember I told you how I'd learned from my mistakes? Sure. And so yeah. mine came up a little at a time. Like the, the very first thing I realized was, well, crap, I didn't get paid. So I better figure out how to get paid. So then I started saving out my pay. And then I realized, oh, wow, you know what? I just got hit with a 20 something thousand dollar tax bill. Where's that coming from? I better start saving that. And then like right now I have an IRA account. I am saving the max allowed from the government into a 401k program for my company. Sure. The one thing I would say just in in general about savings accounts and checking accounts is really just working with your bank. And I will also tell you that credit unions, kind of local credit unions, a lot of times they're easier to work with. However, banks are starting to come around. People are walking in with the profit first book and going, here's what I'm doing. And, you know, they also are becoming aware like of the Dave Ramsey envelope system. This is just moved into that. There are a lot of, you know, YNAB. I don't know if you've heard of that. You need a budget. There's a lot of online technology that is doing a very similar type thing. And so I do think the banks are getting smarter and coming around and it's not costing them a lot. Let me, let me just segue here and make this comment too. It shouldn't cost you a lot to work with a bookkeeper or a 
an accountant to do profit first. If they come up and tell you they're going to charge you huge amounts, you need to stop and go, wait a minute. Because on a lot of these accounts, it's literally one in and one out a quarter, you know, or, or two or three ins and one out a quarter as far as transactions go. They're not all transaction heavy. You may have a couple that are, but not all of them Our are. Our vendor one and would be crazy. The the incoming, yes. the, the payment account for clients and our ven- vendor yep. and product account would be insane. It's a good thing. Our book, they would be heavy. That's absolutely right. Our we're, we're good. Yeah. Our bookkeeper loves us. Now, does, so. our, does our bookkeeper need to be a certified profit first bookkeeper or an accountant or how does that work? They don't. You're always going to, when you work with anybody who is a profit first certified professional um, like I am, it means that they truly understand all the ins, all the outs and are able to also coach in the profit first method. So they're able to give advisory services. If you understand what you want to do and how you want to do it. So for example, a lot of people come work with me. We create a plan. I help them explain it to their bookkeeper or their accountant, and then they go implement it and off they go. And so, you know, there's, there are multiple ways to do it. You just need to have somebody who's open to it, who's willing to dive in with you and willing to look at it. But there are multiple ways to implement profit first. And for those that are scared to death, Natalie, <laughs> hint, hint, that think I don't really want to do this. I'm going to tell you, I, I usually have people, I say, just trust me and start with two accounts. The first account I would ask you to start with, of course, is profit account. Let's start putting a small amount in there. And the second account that I beg everybody to start with is a tax account because the government wants their money. And that is the last thing that you want to accidentally spend in your business and not have the money to pay the taxes on any profits in the company. And so if you don't do anything else, save for estimated taxes, save for self-employment taxes, and save a little bit of profit for the sustainability. And when you see the success of those two accounts working, then I think you start to say, okay, now what's the next account? You know, again, it might be the high point account. It might be the marketing account for photography or for you know, ads, say you want to place a Facebook ad or whatever it is you want to do, you may be able to save the money in advance to be able to do that. So (laughs) seeing how I'm, since I'm like maybe being targeted here. So (laughs) shifting to profit first business model, how much of it is in mindset and how much of it is practice? I mean, how easy is it going to just be? That is a really good question. So I, I think that any time we start a new process, no matter what it is, right, a new client intake process, first and foremost, so there's a book that I keep shouting from the rooftop. It's called 212, The Extra Degree. And I'm going to give Natalie like the show notes. Of the book, <laughs> Thank okay? you. Like, but wait, I don't read. Notes. I know. So that's why she's going to give you cliff notes right now. I know. I'm going to give you the cliff notes. And here's what it says. It says, and you, if people have heard me say this before. I'm sorry, but it needs to be said like 5,000 times. And here's what it says. It says at 211 degrees, water is hot, but at 212 degree, water boils. And when water boils, it creates steam and steam can power a locomotive. Go the extra degree. Okay, so if you think about that, you have to not only be tied to the outcome, but tied to the process. And I think the way that we tie to the process is mindset. We have to be tied to things are going to go wrong. I'm going to fail. Like I'm not going to have, you know, some banging body by going to the gym one day. I've got (laughs) to go more than one day because that's just not I'm not going to get the outcome one time. And so I have to be as committed to the outcome, to having a healthy body or physique or whatever it is that I'm looking for, strength, 
as I am to the fact that some days are going to be better than others. And so I think that's the way we have to approach profit first or any process that we put into our company. Um, even our marketing. I right, think about that with marketing, right? Told you I can tie anything back. <laughs> You get somebody who's starting a new marketing campaign or a new marketing strategy, and if they don't see the return, like they go out and post five days on Instagram and want to know why they don't have 10,000 Oh, my God, yes. Right? <laughs> okay. It Right? Or they go, I did what you told me. Uh, I put a call to action four times and nobody responded. <laughs> you know, what are you going to say to them? I get it, but you've got to be consistent. You've got to be out there. You've got to keep working the program. And that's the same thing okay. with finance. It's, it's true about any process. It doesn't matter. It's like a fill in the blank. You got to work it. You, I, I heard something the other day. It says in business, there's no elevator to the top. You have to take the stairs. Oh, I like that. Yeah, it's definitely hard work. And that's what we're doing. Yeah, you've got to take the stairs. And so sometimes you want to take the stairs with somebody else who's going to help pick you up when you fall down. So what's the hardest thing to get past when a design firm starts using Profit First Method? I'm going to say it's having the discipline to put that $1 in the <laughs> in the bank. In that's, the Dar- that's, that's Darla's. That's Darla's answer. <laughs> let's ask, the, you know what's so let's funny? ask the expert, Darla. <laughs> No, I, I I appreciate that. But you know what's so interesting? The first resistance that I usually get, because usually if they call me and go, all right, tell me about this. They've either found the book, heard it on Audible, Mike's hysterical if you hear him talk, or they've heard me speak about it. They've heard something that's drawn them to it. So there's at least an interest, right? I usually have that going for me. That The first resistance is you want me to open up more than one bank account? Are you nuts? Natalie. And then the second <laughs> thought is <laughs> you want me to put that money in there? Exactly what Darla said. Here's what's so interesting. It's still your money. It's still there. I'm not taking it out of the bank. I'm just moving it to another account. They literally almost have a response as if you're taking it out of the bank and giving it away. <laughs> All they're doing is moving it. It's like saying, it's like saying that chair doesn't go in this room. We're going to move it to another room. And they freak out as if you sold it out from under. You just moved it to the den. <laughs> I think it's a control thing too. I think Natalie, you know, having so many different accounts and I think she really likes seeing everything in one account. So I think okay, but that so so let me tell you how that works. Sure, you do see it if you were to log into your bank. It's like, all at the I bottom. I see it online. all together. It's all right there, <laughs> right? So there is a way to see it all. But what you see it as is the same way you would on your balance sheet. If you pull up that balance sheet, you're going to see all those accounts listed with the amount in each with a total. So you still see it, but what you see it is parsed out for the job that you're intending for it to do. Natalie, I see four accounts in our future. How do you feel? Are you sold? I'm so, so happy, so happy that you've heard all this. Well, I happen to know some gal who can help you implement it if you ever get to that point. You've made a strong case for that, too. Let me tell you. I'm just going to laugh. And, um, and you already you already answered what are the what up wingnut questions for the book, so you're did. you're ahead of the game in oh, more ways so than one. There you go, Natalie. Do you have any more questions for? Our further? Are we going to implement this? Are you intrigued at least? <laughs> <laughs> can I ask? Can I ask a question? Yeah, absolutely. So, what would be your biggest hang up to not do it, or what is the biggest thing that you think would feel like a barrier to this for you? the hook. <laughs> I kind of feel like I've been like put on the spotlight here. Um, it's shining brightly. 
actually, um, Darla has like tried to force feed me this before, and I just say okay <laughs> or yes, dear, because that's that's like, not the, the answer. Answer, answer the lady. Why I like to ramble. Um, so <laughs> actually, no, trust me, I, I get really, it. I get there's it. There's really no reason to implement it except not just, to implement it. Not to implement it. I just haven't. No, I mean, you've been I, resistant. I think I think that way, and, and all those things that 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 you've spoke of yeah. the taxes and the cost of goods and payroll and estimated and insurance and this, I have all of that, but unfortunately I keep it in, in, in my, in my mind in and in my head. And that's, that's my hang up is putting it from my head to paper. All right. I get it. Here's the deal. The trip from your head to your heart is a really long journey. Sometimes <laughs> it is. Right? Yes. What you know and what you're going to do. Now, let me say this. When I first started, before I found this Profit First Method, I told you I was implementing something very similarly. I only had, I think, two accounts. Maybe I had three. At the, I had three bank accounts. I had a prepaid bank account. So if anybody paid me like $1,000 to go on one of my retreats, right? I knew I couldn't count that as income when we weren't leaving for six months. And so I had like the retainer account. And then I had my checking account, my savings account. That was what I started with. But I also did the same thing you did. Like I'm a big proponent of having a company budget, knowing cash flow, knowing when I'm like then, right? I know when the bills are coming and when the bills are going out, just like you do, Natalie. And I kept up with it in my head. And then I progressed to keeping up with it on an Excel spreadsheet. But what I found out was if I didn't keep my Excel spreadsheet updated with my QuickBooks or with anything else, there was nothing to help me manage it and to stay on top of it. Going back to is that you know, is it mindset or process? How do you hold yourself accountable? I, things kept getting twisted up in my mind. I'm like, oh God, did I, did I count it? Did I not count it? And then I'd almost have to start back at the beginning and work through it again. And when I really started looking at efficiency and letting it go, I don't want to think so hard. So I just want to go look my, at my bank account, see what money's in there and make a decision using that money and move on. Christy at the bank's really going to love it when I go see her <laughs> and say, hey, add four more accounts to my <laughs> You know what? Don't worry about Christy. Oh, no. She's going to give me a hard time, but then she's going to do whatever I ask. And then she's going to love you. This has basically been an on-air profit-first coaching call for for Darla Powell Interiors. And and Wingnut's listening. If you guys want some of your own coaching, Michelle is going to tell us where you can get a hold of her. It's Scarlet Thread Consulting right after the What Up Wingnut round. Michelle, are you ready? I'm ready. (laughs) Why does everybody sound so scared when we start this what, What Up Wingnut round? Because you're insane. <laughs> now it's time for What Up Wingnut. Wingnut. Michelle, if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? A magnolia. Why? Because they're fragrant and they're beautiful and they're easy to climb. <laughs> I was, ju- was going to say just like you until that last one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. Let's leave that part out. <laughs> if you could have only one superhero power, what would it be and why? I think it would be... To help people see how uniquely and beautifully and wonderfully they're made. Oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. That's the most beautiful answer we've had so far. That's very sweet. And you've already answered. It's part of my why. Oh, it's part of my why. So I love that. Go ahead. You, you made me all for clumped. Okay. Now we have to get back to our silly stuff after that. <laughs> okay, back to silly. If you were on death row, what would your last meal be? Oh gosh. <laughs> see, I'm a type one diabetic, so there's so many things that I. Um, you can knock yourself Don't out eat for my health. I'm going to probably have fried chicken, yes. mashed potatoes, biscuits, 
buttercream. Can you tell I've already decided what's <laughs> going to be on the buffet in heaven? Buttercream icing on my cupcakes. Oh, I need gravy on the mashed potatoes and fried okra. Fact, you, you just saved them a lot of work. They won't even have to. Yeah. Well, if I'm going to die anyway, it doesn't matter what my blood sugar is going to be. <laughs> and last but not least, you've already answered that. The book that's had one of the biggest impacts on you and your business. I'm going to assume, if there's another one, please let us have it. The uh, the 200, 212, the extra degree book? That You know, that's the one that's having a lot of impact on my business right now. But if you go out to my website, scarletthreadconsulting.com, under resources, I have a whole list of all the books that I read. I am a crazy book reader. Like, I'm, a book yeah. a week. And on if I'm me, reading novels, a book a day. So Me too, but I listen to them. I don't read them. Yeah. But I have a whole <laughs> book list out there. But yeah. Thank you so much for participating in our in our silliness. You're Please welcome. tell the wing that's listening where they can find you if they want to use your excellent coaching skills, where they can find you. Absolutely. So I'm sure some of this will be in the show notes, but you can find me on scarletthreadconsulting.com. I'm hanging out on Facebook. Um, at Scarlet Thread Consulting. And then I also have a Facebook group that's open to all your listeners called Build a Profitable Business for Interior Designers. And I'm out on Instagram as Scarlet Thread ATL. Those are the main places I hang out. And I follow you on pretty much all those, I think. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, if not, <laughs> come so on much. over. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for participating in this kidnapping of Natalie Graham. You're welcome. And I am sure hoping that Natalie's going to give me a call. Uh, yeah, me, you and me both, sister. <laughs> the good thing is, guess what? I'll see her at Luann Live. And then oh, she'll I, be captive again. Yeah, yeah. I can oh. be feisty when it comes down to helping oh, you make boy. money. I love it. Oh, you have boy. my full support. Full, full support. <laughs> All right. Thank you, so Thank you so much, Michelle, for coming on the Wingnut Social Podcast. You have an amazing day. Thanks, you too. Natalie Angra. Yes. I see a new spark in your eye. I'm sorry. This was like. You can see that far? This was, huh? This was tough love. <laughs> this was like almost like a hostage situation kind of thing. <laughs> and you didn't even feed me or give me anything good to drink. No, but now I think you're, I think you're intrigued. I think you're actually going to implement this. Am I wrong? Actually, I'm very intrigued because like she said, it would be less work for myself. And since I keep all everything in my head, maybe it'll help you know, slow me down Alleviate some of that stress. Well, Maybe. You, you know, normally do a little bit about what we kind of learned from the episode, but it was, it's just too much. You There's guys, too many takeaways. Just I mean, play it again. I, I don't even know where to begin except, you know what, give it a shot. Try it. And yeah. if you need help, she's going to be there to help you. And, and anybody that has any questions, of course, if there's anything we can answer, we'd be glad to help you as well. You can find her links and where to reach Michelle Williams in the show notes at wingnutsocial.com. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button. Tell your friends. What the hell? Go ahead. Tell your enemies. Hit us up on social at wingnutsocial. And if you have any burning marketing questions, send us an email to info at wingnutsocial.com. And that's going to be it. Until next week. So long. See ya. You've reached the end of this episode of Wingnut Social, but that's only your first step. Be sure to head to wingnutsocial.com to reach out to us directly and schedule your free consultation with one of our Wingnut Social Media Specialists to take your business from social mediocre to social media master. We'll see you on the next episode of Wingnut Social, your social media tightly fastened. Hey there, wingnuts, and <laughs> I choked. Uh, hello. That's where you join, which is a conversation. <laughs>
<laughs> McFly. Yeah, for sure. So you can hit her up at her Scarlet Thread Consulting website at all. All there. All all there.